Welcome. You're listening to the Consensus State Change Podcast, an interview series inspired by the emerging decentralization phenomenon. Today, Daniel Novi of the Regis Project at Consensus joins to discuss the latest deployment of the Ethereum blockchain, tracking the validity of timber shipment quality documents. This use case, spearheaded by BV Rio, a Brazilian timber supplier, is a step towards solving the trust problem between manufacturers and quality rating organizations. Then we talk about the tokenization of vines in vineyards, which is itself a really interesting use case. What I really wanted to ask you about was BV Rio and how Regis is enabling them to operate their uh, their provenance system. Because last time we left this, uh, Regis was basically ready to go. It wasn't quite, I, you know, I'm not sure it was commercially ready, but you were uh, you'd you'd basically got the thing finished and. Uh, and you were looking for opportunities to deploy it, and you were speaking with BV Rio, I understand. Yes. Uh, but now this is actually progressing and is turning into a, a, a genuine initiative. Yeah, yeah. So they, they just paid today uh, our deal. So I will start to work on the, on the project on Monday. And yeah, that's it. We are ready to go. It's very cool. This is incredible. Yeah. So what is the uh, so what is the BV Rio deal and how is uh, and how is Regis involved in it? Okay, so BV Rio it's a company that has uh, some products for uh, sustainability markets, and one of the products is a market for uh, timber, and they have a proprietary score system for each timber shipment, right? So this score system takes into account the producer and in the production, they have a lot of variables that, that are taking into account when computing this score. So for instance, uh, they score where the wood comes from. Uh, they have a lot of uh, vari- variables that they take from the producer and also they take some variables from uh, the transportation company and they they take all these numbers and they compute a number, which is the score of a specific shipment shipment of timber, right, of wood. And the score of the timber has a direct influence of the price of the wood. So as high the score of the t- that a timber shipment gets, the higher uh, the producer can ask for its price. So, so what is what does the score represent fundamentally? Obviously, quality, but I, I, I've what is what are these effects that are being scored uh, that are wrapped up into that score? What are the variables that are wrapped up into that score? Yeah, so it's quality. Quality is one of the of the things of the of the of the score. Uh, you also have the legality of the score, right? And also a third parameter is the uh, sustainability of the score. How was that wood produced, right? So they take all of that in consideration and they produce this number, this score. 
How is it weighted? You've got legality, you've got sustainability, uh, and then you've got quality. I mean, like, I don't care about legality, you know. I just want the I just want the nicest wood for my uh, for my hardwood yeah. floors. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's that's a good question. That's actually a good question. But you know, uh, I think people are very aware. Uh, so when I have the the I have the opportunity to buy two kinds of timber, right? And let's suppose they are priced uh, the same. If I can buy a timber that has more, that was produced, that there is a, a, a stamp on it saying that it was sustainable produced, uh, then I will opt for this timber. I will not opt for the other one. So, of course, that this timber that was uh, sustainable produced, it has a, a little uh, increase in the price, right? Because its score is better. So, yeah, it's up to you to... Uh, if you don't care about legality, you can buy really cheap wood. Even in, uh, uh, in Brazil, it's very common to buy illegal wood. So you, would, you, you, you can buy illegal wood and it will be very cheap. And, but anyway, you are buying illegal wood. You are buying from some place of Amazonia that was not meant to produce wood. So, yeah, anyway, that, that, that's up to you, right? So these, are these uh, factors tracked individually? Uh, sorry, can you can you repeat that, please? So what I'm trying to figure out, is this a single score or are each of these qualities uh, represented in, an, in, in, an, in their own score? No, it's one single score per timber shipment. Okay. So, yeah, it's one, one single score per, per timber shipment. And when, when, he, when the timber is, is going to the market, when it's, when it's sent to the market you have the score associated to that timber and you can trade on that. So who determines what is, uh, how, these, uh, how these separate scores are weighted? Okay, this is determined by BV Rio. They have a proprietary score system that they have tuned for some years, right now for some years. And uh, we actually don't know how are they weighted. Uh, because it's it's very proprietary of them. That's well, that's that's a, that's a good enough answer. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> so when BV Rio gets this timber, it, I presume it sources it from suppliers, uh, and then it determines somehow uh, how those suppliers acquire that wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. At what point, so at the point of acquisition, it rates the wood based on the, its, uh, its knowledge of the supplier's practices of, of, uh, of felling. Yeah, yes, yes, it is. So uh, they, they collect a lot of variables from the, from the producers and they get all these variables from, these, from uh, the producer and they use that as input for the for their score system and so regis is a uh, it is a layer whereby every score of every shipment can be uh, stored and tracked as the uh, as the the timber moves through the supply chain uh, not actually uh, if we do that uh, we have many, many information to put on the blockchain, and it would not be uh, feasible to do that. So instead of doing that, we actually take a hash of a report, right? They produce a report. Every day they produce a report for every shipment from every producer, 
and with the score, right? So they have a report. So what we are doing right now in this first phase, what we are doing is to use a hash to compute a hash of this report. And then we store this hash on a registry on the blockchain. So uh, why is this being do? Why is Viverio interested in doing that? Because uh, there are some producers that don't follow their score very often, right? They don't follow the shipment score very often. So a given producer could stay, for instance, one month without, without watching his score. And then uh, he suddenly decides one day to watch his score and he, he thinks it's very low. So he asked BVRio, well, what happened with my score? It's so low. And then BVRio produces a report day by day saying that uh, these are your scores since you last saw them. And you can see some points here that uh, maybe you change something in your producer, in your, um, in your process for producing, for producing wood. You change something in this day because your score is lower in this day. So the, the producer can, can really realize that they changed something or they can just forgot that they ch- changed something in the process. So how can BVRio assure that this daily report that they generated and they show to them is truth? They can, since they generate the reports, uh, this producer can just say that uh, you are doing that because you are going, you are being paid for some big producer to reduce my score so that the other producer can have a higher price on their wood. So, uh, so now that they are store, storing this hash in the, the hash of the report in a registry in the blockchain, they can assure that the report is really uh, authentic. Right, because if you change a comma in this, it's a very long report, and if you change a comma on it, the hash will be completely different. Right, so now they have this hash stored day by day on the blockchain. If a producer uh, doubts his authenticity, he can get this report from the blockchain, the hashes from the blockchain. <clears throat> Sorry, and compare with the hashes that they, they rep- of the reports that they are showing to the producer, so they can be assured <clears throat> they can be sure that their reports are are authentic. That's the whole uh, that's the whole that Regis is playing with Beaverio. So there's a uh, a problem of trust between the producer of the 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 producers of timber and Beaverio itself. And the system of storing mathematical proofs of the authenticity of documents on a block on the Ethereum blockchain using Regis uh, is uh, mitigates this this trust issue. Exactly, you said it perfectly. <laughs> and so, so is this on the public Ethereum network, or is this on a uh, on a permissioned ledger? It's on the public Ethereum network. Really? It's yeah. It's a, it's a it's in production. Yeah. This is awesome. Something in production. Yeah. Very cool. This is like, this could be the first awesome mass provenance deployment that we've actually seen. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, it could be really the first, at least in Ethereum, it could be really the first. Well, that's, uh, that's totally awesome. I'm not really, uh, so, so what else, what else should we cover? Well, uh, maybe 
I will be closing another deal with another company that has nothing to do with Viverio and that has nothing to do with the business of Viverio, but it's also a very, very cool project. I think, I believe it's the most interesting project that I have seen uh, in the last years. It's very, very cool. And we will be using Regis to, to help them on something similar. So, so what, is this, uh, what is this project? Are you allowed to talk about it? I think so. I, I need, yeah, I, I'm not so sure if I, if I can tell about it because this is very public, right? This is, this is going to be published on the uh, consensus media, right? It will, but I can hold off. I don't have to publish it immediately. You could get permission. We could talk about it and then we could, you could get permission and then I can publish it or not publish it. Great. And, and I, I could just cut this off and I could just publish that. First. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, yeah, let's record that. Cool. So uh, tell us about this new project. Yeah. So this one is very, very interesting. So Argentina is the fifth uh, biggest wine producer in the world. And Mendoza, which is a small city in Argentina, uh, they produce 75% of all the wines in Argentina. So it's a very important city. Uh, it's a very important wine city. Uh, in Argentina and we have these two guys from from Mendoza and they will launch a business in the next month that they will allow you to buy one or more, or more vines in a in a vinery that they bought they bought this vinery called La Francisca and they will sell on the internet each vine of this vinery uh, there are 3500 vines in total so if you buy one vine, you receive one bottle of the wine produced in this winery on a yearly basis. So each year you receive a bottle of wine produced in this uh, winery. And also if you buy, if you buy a, a vine, you have the right to go, the right to go in this winery and uh, visit the place and you can, you can participate in the production of the wine. So it's a very, very cool experience that you can have. If you love wine, if you love wine, this is a very, very uh, interesting thing to, 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 to participate. And the wine producer will be Marcelo Pelleriti, which is a very, very uh, important wine producer in, in Argentina. He's, he has two wines scored at 100 points at, uh, I, I, I don't remember where now, but it's a very important uh, score for, for, for wines. And, well, it's a very cool thing that we will, they will sell these vines on the internet, but how can they assure that they didn't sell a given vine twice or three times, right? Uh, they have... 3,500 vines to sell, and how they can prove that each vine is really sold just once. And this is where Regis uh, comes into play. Uh, if you have each vine registered in a registry, then you can prove to your customer that it was not sold twice. And also, when you buy a vine, you will receive a certificate, and in this certificate, there will be the transaction hash that was used to register your vine in this registry. So registry will provide uh, these services, this services to them. And uh, we are still talking about the project. 
but uh, they will launch in about one or two months mo uh, at most. And until there, we should have the systems uh, integrated. And so the idea of this is that you can uh, can you can be assured that you have a unique uh, a unique vine. Yes, exactly, exactly. And this is in the first phase of this project. And in the second phase, we will actually tokenize the vines, right? So if you have a, they, they start with this this uh, unique vinery. It's just one vinery, La Francisca. But in the future, they plan to acquire other wineries. But since we will have time, more time to plan and do everything that we want to do, we will probably be uh, tokenizing the vines. So if we tokenize the vines, then you will be able to, to trade your vines on the market, on, on, second, on, on a secondary market. And that's, that would be very, very interesting as well. So this is really interesting. This is kind of sci-fi-ish, right? This is a point where we can actually like take one tiny, tiny unit of production and invest in that. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a very cool project, very, very cool project. If you buy one vine, you will receive, at the end of the year, you will receive one wine produced in, in this winery. And also you can buy a lot of wines in the same winery. So it's... It's a very, for, for who, who likes, who loves wine, like myself, I love wines. So, uh, wines. Uh, if you love wines, uh, it makes a lot of sense to participate in this kind of project. There will be uh, uh, meetings of the vine owners, right? So they can talk about the winery and things like that and how uh, the wine of this year was better than the wine of the last year or why it's not so good at the last year. So... It will be it will be very very cool and also the philosophical idea can be applied in many many other things, right? So for instance, uh, we can start selling uh, trees of coffee. So coffee is, is something really really appreciated in Brazil, and you have some some really um, I, I I don't know how to say that it's some expensive really expensive coffees. And produced by some really, really specialized producer. And this kind of idea can be applied to coffee. This kind of idea can be applied of any other things that we know of. So it's a very, very interesting project. And it has a lot of potentials in the future as well. What were, the, were there any technical challenges that, uh, that you ran into developing this? Because we, we talk about Ethereum scaling a lot. And there's this... There's this issue with the number of transactions you can commit to the blockchain, which are essentially write operations, but reading a registry, that is, there's no restriction on that. The, that can scale infinitely at this stage anyway. So it seems that there's, these are interesting use cases in that they don't run into the write scaling limitations that the blockchain currently has. Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't run into this problem. Uh, Be very real. They will just send one transaction a day, right? With one report, one big the hash of one big report, and they will store that hash on the on the registry. So in one year, they will have three hundred fifty and sixty five uh, regis uh, records in the registry. But in the case of of this wine company, uh, they will need to store 
3,500 records in the registry. So this is something that I'm still testing. I'm trying to, st to stress test this scenario, but I think we will ha not have problem because uh, not everyone will uh, buy the, the, the vines at the same time, right? So as the guys uh, buy, as the, as the buyers buy the vines, we'll send the transaction to the registry. So uh, it will be distributed among, among time. So there is no, no scalability problems uh, in that regard. And we, we, we will not definitely, we will not reach the, the block limit with this. So what is the, and this is just a little off topic, but what is the cost of, what's the total cost of registering three, of making three and a half thousand transactions to, to, regist, to register the ownership of, one, of these vines? Yeah, so I compute that today. It's about, uh, I think, $70. $70 for 3,500 uh, transactions. $70. I, I'm not sure if it's $70 or 170 I think it's $70. Ballpark anyway, right? Order of, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Order of magnitude, almost. Um, cool. Hey, hey, this has been a really great chat, Daniel. I look forward to che uh, checking in again. Regis is one of my uh, one of my favorite projects at Consensus. It seems to be cool, <laughs> ultra mature and up and running, and actually doing awesome stuff right now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we've seen we've seen a lot of interesting regis, really, and I think uh, those projects are, are very a very teeny project. But I think in future we will see uh, we will start to see some big things. Uh, start to using regis. I, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. Fantastic! And so it's uh, regis.nu. Yeah, regis.nu exactly. Yeah, this is this is the web interface to interact with regis. But actually, what what is seems uh, very um, the, the the customers the the current customers of regis they are asking for an API. So probably in the next month, I will be migrating Regis from being a web interface uh, with an app web interface based uh, to be more API based. So uh, I will be able to provide the services. There will be a better pricing, right? Uh, if I uh, give you an API to access and to store records using this API, the pricing will be much more uh, clear to the customer. And I will be switching from this web-based to API-based in the next month. And I think it's a, a clear business. And uh, I think I will sell more uh, doing that way. Because every uh, BeaverReal is using a kind of API on Regis. And Corda, which is these guys from Argentina, they will also use Regis as an API. I will have to develop an API for them. So I think this is the future. Regis will become an API to build registries and to interact with, regis, with registries. Fantastic. Hey, thanks for joining me, Daniel. Um, I'll catch you uh, not too long from now, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Thanks for having me. All right. Take it easy. Thank you, Arthur. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to State Change. Check out consensusmedia.net for more.